0: Well, welcome in to the Illini choir podcast, post-game edition. It is Isaac Trotter and Jeremy Werner. And just to set the scene a little bit, it is about 4 p.m. Central time after Illinois loses to Eastern Michigan, 34-31. Usually Isaac and I stick around for all the post-game and get as many quotes as possible and give you a notebook, give you some good storylines, all those different things. After this one, we kind of looked at each other as they were starting to bring the players in. Dele Harding comes in, and I go, we just go, Let's just go do a podcast because that's what the people want right now. After an embarrassment of a loss, year four, Lovey Smith, Eastern Michigan comes to town, and they were up 31-17 at one point. You came back, had a chance, so you are resilient a little bit, but they end up kicking the game-winning field goal as time expired. And uh, Eastern Michigan fans, enjoy the coach while you have him because Chris Creighton's a star. What he's doing at Eastern Michigan is unbelievable, but that does not take away that this is – Probably one of the most disappointing, if not the most disappointing, loss of the Lovey Smith era, given the expectations in year four.
1: I think this was the most de- uh, the, just the most devastating loss of the Lovey Smith era. I think that we could have come on today and said, "Well," and that'd have been a good podcast, <laughs> right? Because that's kind of how it feels. Well,
0: there's I, here's the thing: we sit there, and go, "Well, there's the season."
1: Yeah, right. I'm walking out, and I I go, "Is is this it?" <laughs> Because, I mean, I look at this uh, team and I go, did any product we see on the field today say, scream, yeah, we can get four Big Ten wins out of this roster, four Big Ten wins out of this schedule? No. And so it feels like every Illinois' margin for error needed and included a win over Eastern Michigan. And to not get that, boy, it's gone.
0: You paid them $1 million. To come here.
1: And they out-coached you, they out-schemed you, they out-played you, and they beat you.
0: And we're going to break down our biggest concerns uh, that come from this game. Which one? I got about nine, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) maybe ten. There's a lot of them. Um, There were some individual players who played pretty well in this game for Illinois to to be able to put up uh, 31 points at the end of it, but you paid them $1 million. And boy, what we'd love to be inside the mind of Josh Whitman right now right who who this week earlier was the the news gazette dws he said we've made progress this is not progress this is not what progress looks like illinois fans should be angry they and i know they are and, and i know the coaching staff is as angry as anybody the players are as angry as anybody but this is not what you pay four to five million dollars a year for is to lose to eastern michigan in year four of a coach, this needs to be a breakthrough year. That became a lot harder. If, if if they make a bowl game, boy, that that's a heck of a Big Ten season, and and you'll feel a hell of a lot better, right? Like at the end of the season, if you make a bowl after what just happened today, that's a heck of a coaching job the rest of the year. But now we need to see that because what has given us the thought. or 3.3 years into this thing that he's going to correct
1: this. No, I mean, that's exactly the thing. And Lovey Smith says afterward, oh, if you beat Nebraska next week, then no one remembers this loss. Actually, yes, I do.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'll take away a lot of those feelings, but let's get into it. Let's take a quick break. Our biggest concerns, we have a little bit of positives and we'll try to try, (laughs) Illinois, we're trying to figure out a way that they can get to six wins still. That's all coming up on the Illinois Enquirer podcast. All right, Isaac Trotter, my number one biggest concern from this game is you got completely outcoached. Chris Creighton is a star. Um, What he's done at Eastern Michigan is unbelievable because that is one of the worst programs. This might be the toughest job in the Midwest of all FBS programs. They are putrid as a program. But he has gotten them to two out of three years into a bowl game. Probably going to get them back this year based on what we saw today, right? So three or four years when they had made a bowl game 29 years prior to him doing that. They were usually winning one or two games per year. He was great. They were coached well. They were disciplined, while Illinois commits nine penalties for 80 yards, almost all of them wiping out good plays for the Illini. I thought they were out-schemed. I thought they called better offense than Rod Smith called today. And then Lovey Smith, with that time management at the end of the half, at least he said after the game, at least he owned it, that's bad coaching on my part. But th- that is not what you pay for 4 or $5 million a year. What's Eastern paying Creighton? $200 right. $50,000? Boy, they got banged for their buck. Illinois is not.
1: Yeah, that was a, a ridiculous joke case of of feeling like you're a Big Ten opponent at home and you shouldn't be on the same field coaching wise right it just didn't look like it at all Creighton out-schemed you outmastered you I thought what they did with Brandon Peters was super smart they brought the house against him often they'd often bring an extra blitzer it's not really the offensive line's fault that Brandon Peters got hit sometimes because Peters would hold on to the ball and they mm-hmm. got him out in the uh, um, on the run a little bit and he could not do it right they got
0: him flustered they, Absolutely they, flustered. He, they that got huge him,
1: hit changed the game.
0: Yeah, in the third quarter especially, he got really flustered. And they, they went over into the fourth quarter. At least towards the end, he made a couple plays to give you a chance, but he made so many negative plays. I mean, how many times? I, I haven't been able to count it up yet. But after that first quarter, where you scored 17 points, the most in the Lovey Smith area you scored in the first quarter, after that, it felt like you were in third and long Every time. I mean, there was a fourth and 16, fourth and 19, fourth and 27 right. or something like that. Um, I didn't think Rod really helped. Rod Smith, I didn't think he, he kind of abandoned the run at times when you were getting four to five yards a chunk. Reggie Corbin had a really good game. I thought Dre Brown was playing pretty well. I mean, Rayvon Bonner had a touchdown run. Um, I just I didn't know what was happening offensively, but. Eastern Michigan took advantage of
1: it. Three of the first four drives Illinois scored, right? But the fifth drive, six plays, six yards. The next drive, three plays, negative seven yards. Three plays, negative nine yards. Four plays, 52 yards to end the half, right? But that was based off the 36-yard run by
0: Corbin. And and the time management disallowed you from scoring there. Think about that. Think about that drive. If, If you would have called a timeout, and maybe Corbin doesn't have that big of a run, but you probably would have gotten in field goal range, and you might have made a field goal... And at worst, that game goes to overtime. Right at, at worst, that game goes to overtime. Well, I if you think score it changes. I,
1: I think it changes everything on how you deal, how how, I how think aggressive you, win you are. That game, yes. If
0: you do the right time management,
1: right. I, I think so too, because it changes how you how you would approach that last final drive, how you do all of these different things. What what you're trying to do clockwise for the rest of the thing, and and the fact is, is that Illinois had the ball with 48 seconds left and did nothing for 18 seconds. They let it run from 48 to 30. That 18 seconds was vital. You can get late. a
0: playoff until 22. I thought they called the timeout at 22 seconds. Yes. Yeah. So that's 23. Right. I, I, that's I, – there's no explanation. And, and Levy Smith didn't give one. He just said coaching mistake. That's on me. Yeah, it absolutely is. And here's what I wonder. He's taking over defensive play calling, right? Um, who's Who's – paying attention to the clock and who's who's in his ear about this. Because when you do take on as, as a head coach, when you take on other responsibilities of play calling, usually what a head coach does, usually right. what Lovey does is do the big picture stuff. You, you know, Rod handles all the offensive play calling. Lovey should be looking at the clock. Either he just missed it. Or was focused on defensive game planning? If I'm if I'm Lovey, I'm figuring out quality control. How how did that happen? We can how, just how did give Miles that
1: job. That's Miles Smith's job. That's my snarky comment yeah. for, the, for the podcast. Yeah,
0: I just somebody's job and it's Lovey's job to make right. somebody do that job of Hey, we got to call a timeout because Rod's calling plays. Right, right. Uh, Rod could be yelling timeout, but that's the head coach's job.
1: And Rod's upstairs, <laughs> and that and that changes everything. I don't there, know if he's screaming in the head saying, right. Call a timeout. Right, right. And I be- I wouldn't be shocked if he was, but that does that
0: happen like i just can't understand how that happens for a big 10 coaching it's incompetent.
1: staff it's incompetent like
0: that that can't happen and lovey smith had no explanation for it and i'm glad because there is no explanation for that that can't happen
1: and it's changing the entirety of this year 4 right and i hate to i hate to say that it comes down to that one play but it kind of did a little bit that's an easy thing to kind of see there and there's a lot of different things but i mean i also look at the final drive it's a minute and 44 seconds left. Imator Bebe makes two outstanding plays in a row to get you in the end zone to tie that game. The fact that Illinois was even tied in that ball game is shocked. I'm, I'm shocked because they were completely outplayed. Kudos and then on that
0: Corbin, Imator Bebe, right. and, and Brandon Peters made some points.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then on that final drive, Mike Glass does what Mike Glass does. Four straight completions. Picks on Quan Martin two or three times. Lovey Smith's defense. Lovey Smith's play calling. Couldn't get any pressure on him. Boom, boom, boom. Field goal. Game over.
0: Is Hardy Nickerson, did he give a smile today?
1: I think he did. I think he is leaning back in Cincinnati, ready to watch the (laughs) Bengals play tomorrow, and says, yeah, that wasn't all my fault. Yeah.
0: Um, If if you're looking for that scheme to work. Who's the scapegoat now? Right. If you're looking for that scheme to work, uh, it it didn't work today. Um, And we'll get into it a little bit. Uh, Second biggest concern, you got out quarterback today. Mike Glass is he made some great plays and his offense actually let him down at points yes, i mean there, he did. there were drops uh, on that wide receiver core even though the wide receivers were pretty good too he had
1: 23 of 36 today right he had six drops i was counting those what right did? six drops and the yardage that would have come up for that would have been close to 400 yards of passing so all, that he, what he overall, had yeah. right that's what he would have been at total Yeah. that's pretty absurd you're talking about a guy who could have been about 28 for 36 for 400 yards and three touchdowns against illinois
0: yeah, that he was really impressive in the zone read. He was really good. We'll get into that here in a second too. But Brandon Peters, as great as he was in the first quarter, as good as he was in the final five minutes there, or six, seven, eight minutes, um, the middle forty was terrible. Um, he just had no awareness. Um, it, he doesn't sense the blitz, he doesn't sense the blitz. He did check out of him early in the game, and then he just didn't get a sense for it. And then he just when you have a bad play, you just need to tuck it. Right? You, you, you can't try and force. He's done this a couple of times now where he fumbles it because he's trying to force a throw. Um, he, he grounded one that probably was pretty close to being intentional grounding. There's just some blips there right, that hold you, hold you back. He made a great run. There was, there's There's some, been some really good, and there's been some really bad. And you can see now where Jim Harbaugh was frustrated with him at times. Right.
1: right. right. I, I think the, the couple plays that I look at there that really frustrate me is, yes, the big hit that he took, I, I'm not really told. Totally blaming the offensive line for that. I mean, if they brought an extra pull, so You got to know that. You got to get the ball. Got to get the game. ball right. out. Right. The intentional grounding destroyed a drive. Right. A destroyed a potential offensive drive. The interception. I don't really fault him for because that ball was kind of ripped out of Daniel Barker's hands. Great play by the Eastern Michigan defender. It was but the a fumble little behind Barker, right. and
0: then the one behind the one where he just missed Sydney. I mean, he just missed. Yeah. Some throws, just throws really high. You got to make them. The fumble was
1: unbelievably stupid because. Illinois, regardless on that play, if you just fall down and hold on to the ball, Illinois is still on their side of the field at what, what the 33-7 yeah, yard might line, get a field goal. still have a chance to have a field goal. We're talking about a lot of points that were left out on the field today that could have come by. And listen, we wouldn't be as critical about this thing if they'd found a way to win this ball game. And they didn't.
0: Well, you still and, would have been critical. And this goes back to the UConn game. Okay. Because we were right about it. Everyone's sitting there going, "Hey, why are you guys being? Cr- it's a win. They haven't won on the road in a while." Because you could see that if this team makes mistakes like that, whether it was Eastern Michigan or any Big Ten team, Rutgers or otherwise, right? That you were going to lose that game. You are not good enough to be an undisciplined, mistake-prone Reckless. team. Yes. Reck- yeah. You are not good enough for that. You, your talent, even though it's improved. Is not good enough for that. So that was the warning sign. Was UConn was okay, do you learn from it? Do you correct those mistakes? And over the week, They did not correct those mistakes.
1: Nine penalties against UConn and nine penalties again today for 80 yards. I mean, there's multiple penalties that wiped away big yardage. I mean, you could say 80 yards here, but if you take away the 10 or 12-yard run that Corbin had that would get pulled away from a holding, you could say, oh, it was nine Mm -hmm. penalties for 150 yards, basically. Uh, There were multiple plays where Illinois was trying to go down the field and get some separation from Eastern Michigan, and they couldn't because of these penalties. The intentional grounding, the holding against Alex Belchesky, the low chop block by Trayvon Sidney. All of those things negated drives, all of them, I mean, every Reg, single one. Yeah, and you two, can't do that.
0: Two Reg Corbin's biggest Sidney plays. Sydney Brown,
1: un- unnecessary oh, roughness. That was, that was horrible. It was a horrible penalty. Daniel
0: Barker holding. Like, what do you? What, you're out of the play. You're they're not even. Just, just don't make those. And these, and these aren't like freshmen. Right? No,
1: they're they're not freshmen. That's the problem.
0: Right, and like year four. Like these things got to be corrected.
1: These are year two mistakes by guys. Year who one mistake. Right. Like well, mistakes I was saying year but. two for Lovey, baby, basically yeah. because basically it was year one.
0: Uh, okay. Um, so out coached, out quarterbacked. Um, I thought they were outlined. Me too today. That,
1: going into this game, I thought the Illinois offensive line was clearly better. And defensive line, I thought Illinois would be much better as well because you look at the numbers, they did not have a lot of tackles for a loss as the defensive front. Uh, th- that's just not their thing. They, yeah. they really relied on those safeties and their defensive back group, was, which was really good. And Illinois' defensive line was not very good today. Wally Batiku had one sack. He was a little bit disruptive, but he struggled against the running game, allowed some openings for them, and lost contain a few I times. I thought
0: the defensive ends were pretty awful. Yeah, um, especially against the run. Mike Glass could. I, I'm surprised. Creighton, uh, you know, EMU didn't run that more um, because they were really successful in getting those defensive ends to bite on that. Chuck Banyo had one. Isaiah Gay, who man, he, he looked like he had a really serious injury. Yeah, he looked like they look were good. doing uh, a test for a certain injury that knocks you out for a season. So that's a big concern. Um, but he got sucked in a couple times. Carn. They all did. Um, and th- I just imagine Adrian Martinez. What's he going to do against that? What's Shea
1: Patterson going to do against that?
0: Just I'm thinking next week. What's Adrian Peterson or Adrian Martinez going to do against that? Um, and then offensive line. I still I thought they were pretty dang good in the run game. I thought they were they getting were. a great push. So I I still feel pretty good about the offensive line. Um, but when they bring pressure. Brandon's got to know it. The running back's got to block better. Obviously, the offensive line has to do their one on ones. I'll watch film and figure out how much was on them, but I thought Brandon caused a few of those sacks, right? Like he needs to get the ball out quicker or he needs to be able to read those things. Um, but I still feel better about the offensive line. I think this is the defensive line we expected, right. right. Um, Jamal Moyen got nicked up. No Jamal Woods today it was a stinger, they said. And then a concern, L'Oreal Depot suspended for a violation of team rules. After his off season, uh, that, that's a big concern uh, moving forward. So all of a sudden, this defensive line, Batiku, I still think is good. He was disruptive. Um, he looked a little inexperienced today uh, against the run. But that's a huge concern moving forward because Big Ten offensive lines uh, and Big Ten quarterbacks, what are they going to do?
1: This was the defensive line play that we expected to see from week one. They pleasantly played a little bit better than what we thought in the first two weeks. This is kind of reality. There's not enough playmakers here. Bobby Roundtree would be nice, but I do Jamal
0: Milan was great today. He was oh, I, 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 early on, Mul- especially he Mul- had the end. Milan
1: is their best defensive lineman right now. Like I, I that might be great. a hot take a little bit because Patiku has been what he has. Right, but, man, but those oh, two man. are awesome. But after that, I mean, Owen Carney two tackles today. Isaiah Gay one tackle today. Shrugbano, three tackles today. I mean, Timir Oliver. Three I mean, a,
0: Like, and here, here's the thing: you can go. St- there's hardly any disruption. I thought Batiku had some disruptions, and, and I thought uh, Milan had several. You missed Jamal Woods today. You missed him a lot. And and Larell Depot, like, where you can't? I mean, those off the field things. Uh, when they start to stack up, you get to concer- get concerned. And about then these when things. you had
1: that defensive line with a secondary that doesn't have Tony Adams and doesn't have Stanley Green and has all of this misfits, and Delano Ware has to go yeah. play a safety and mix it back and
0: forth with Sidney Brown, like that. This is what happens. Most people would say secondary would be the biggest concern. Well, you needed a pass rush, and you didn't have a pass rush today. Um, Sidney Brown made that huge mistake. Kirby Joseph got beat deep a couple times. Quan Martin got picked on a lot. Um,
1: Delano Ware wasn't there uh, to help Quan Martin out a couple times. And
0: and Delano did force a fumble, so he moves back from linebacker. They need it um, because linebacker you feel like you're decent at. But, uh, you know, Nate Hobbs got beat. I thought he had good coverage for the most part. Uh, just didn't see the ball and kind of had to guess on it. He had two pass breakups it. today. Yeah, he was pretty good for the most part today. But the rest of those that group is going to get picked on. You need Tony Adams back.
1: See, that's the thing. Like I, I'm thinking about now. I mean, after seeing Quan Martin get destroyed again today and I I, I just remember Isaac Zico what he did last year all the you know all the Nebraska wide receivers I wonder if this means that Tony Adams could move back to corner he played that before you could have Adams and, and Hobbs on the field and I'd feel decent about that because I like Brown and at safety still despite the air I, I still think Stanley Green can be serviceable for you um, but but it feels like we just haven't gotten to see this defensive back crew at full health right we've never defense, huh? we haven't been able to see this uh, the defensive backs with Adams and Brown. And Martin and Hobbs on the field, yeah, together. That hasn't happened yet. So I guess I do want to wait a little bit more to see them. If they can get back on the field, maybe then you can start to see things come together. But what you saw today is really disheartening, really, mm-hmm. really disheartening. I mean, the linebacker play I didn't think was horrible. Dele Harding, seventeen tackles, that's awesome. I mean, Jake he was Hanson's, pretty
0: disruptive. Yeah, Jake
1: Hansen had seven tackles, and they both had one and a half tackles for a loss. But I didn't think they killed you. It just when when it comes down to push when push comes to shove. Eastern Michigan had the ball with one minute and 44 seconds left after you tied the game. Memorial Stadium's finally getting some momentum, and you did nothing.
0: Yeah, and kudos to the defense for allowing the offense to stay in the game. Yes. Right? The third quarter, most of the fourth quarter, they were pretty good. But when you did need them the most— they weren't able to succeed. They Giving up the two-point conversion. Right. I, I mean, that ended up being pretty And it was big. easy.
1: It felt like Eastern Michigan was easy. I mean, there was a, the, that stretch, you're right, in the third quarter where they had five drives, Eastern Michigan did, where they didn't score. And that yeah. that's awesome. But at the same time, you've got to be able to be there at the end.
0: Going back to the quarterback, did you at any point in that game, because it seemed like when Brandon Peters got nicked up, that Isaiah Williams is the one. Yeah, I saw that warming up. That that's not a big shock to me, but at any point were you seeing there, put one in?
1: I was saying put one in early this week when I watched the film and I said this team's kind of susceptible against the run, and it felt like I was, as I saw the game today and I you like know in a, I, in a
0: package or right, in a package yeah. right.
1: So when I watched the game, I didn't really think Ah Isaiah needs to get in now right. I it's, thought it uh, was a
0: that would have been a very difficult. Position, P- position to put, to put a in. true freshman yeah. who's never taken a snap down six needing this win right, right.
1: now I just th- wanted Brandon Peters to play better right like that's yes. kind of what I more because where I you've was at.
0: seen it I mean even today you've seen parts of it where it's like Man, he can be really good. But I also have
1: problems with the play calling today because yes. I saw the run game. I think, okay, you could run the, the football on this team. And they did. Reggie Corbin, 18 carries, 144 yards, averaged 8 yards a, a carry. Dre Brown, 7 carries, 46 yards, 6.5 yards per carry. And to go away from it, right, and to not really have – I mean, Especially I, end,
0: when your quarterback was swimming. Yeah, I mean, we could tell – he was not confident. Um, he was not accurate. It felt like he needed a little help. He needed a little tempo to get into a little bit of a rhythm. And I don't know if the play calling ever allowed that to happen. And
1: even at the beginning of the game, even when Brandon was completing some of those passes early on, we were like, where, where's Reggie? Why is Reggie not touching the ball here? What, what's going on here? And part of that could have been first game back after an injury. He's had a couple of weeks off. He's not quite uh, conditioned to where he needs to be yet. But at the same time, at the end of the day, Illinois is a running football team. Should That's be. their identity, and they got away from it a little bit, and I, 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 and they got away from it a little bit last week too, and that really frustrated. That's really frustrating.
0: Yeah, I, th- I thought uh, there were more opportunities to, to run the ball when you were doing it well. I mean, you had to not hold. Holding got them and Brandon Peters in some bad situations as well. But I, I did think it's, uh, you know, twenty three seventeen at one point. I just felt like, man, just run the ball, keep doing it because you're you're still doing pretty well at it. All right, when we come back, can we find a couple positives? Can we? You know
1: what? I'll dig deep. (laughs) I'll bite one for the team and
2: and dig real deep.
0: All right, we'll try to end with a few positives before we get out of here.
2: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like,
0: Reggie Corbin's good. Yeah. They missed him. I mean, you could tell number two is back. He should have had 200 total yards today. Uh, if it weren't for those penalties, I think it was about 50-something yards. Easily. Uh, were wiped out. Ends up with 144 rushing yards uh, on 18 carries. Only had one loss on the day. Uh, and he didn't even feel like – it felt like he was gassed most of the game. His touchdown, 20-air touchdown, didn't feel like he went full speed ever. So it did feel like he was getting back into playing shape. Um, it was just a reminder of – Epstein Corbin there's a drop-off to that next group and kudos to Dre Brown I thought he was pretty good today Ravon Bonner did a few nice things but there is a drop-off we saw that at UConn and it proved itself again today with Corbin
1: yeah Reggie's really good I mean there was a time though he only had 10 carries in the first half I'd like to see that number a little bit higher when you're trying to establish yourself offensively especially in that second and third quarter when things didn't go right felt like they got away from Reggie a little bit so he's he's good he's he's there's a reason why he's an all big 10 type of running back and that injury that he's going to keep out of the UConn game could keep him from getting a 1,000 yards, but if he plays like this, this this is the guy he is. 18 carries, 144 yards, had the nice touchdown, had the the nice run at halftime, or or right before the half where he thought maybe there's a a chance he could get the edge Mm -hmm. and get all the way to the house, but that didn't happen. But at the end of the day, Reggie's Reggie. I liked what I saw from Josh Matorbebe on that final drive. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Did,
0: Jay Lehman said on the BTN uh, call, he goes, it's rare that you see a wide receiver go beast mode. Right, right. Uh, and Josh Matorbebe even though um, Peter threw some good throws, and he just let his guy make plays, like he did last week at UConn. Um, five targets, though. Why, why didn't we, You texted me in the middle of the game, because we're in different parts of uh, the uh, press box, and, and you said... Mator baby's not playing very much. I looked, he was on the sideline, he was just sitting on the bench. I don't know what happened there.
1: Donnie Navarro was playing over it.
0: Yeah, and it didn't make sense right. because their DBs, though good, are undersized.
1: And they're he's six foot two and he's two hundred <laughs> and twenty pounds. He's a man. And I he mean saw that what he that did.
0: drive Was the stuff of legend, right? right? It was fourth down and ten at your own
1: seven yard line. He threw it into four defenders, and you went up and got it and ripped it away from him.
0: Think of the plays he's made already this year. He leaps over (laughs) a
1: dude in the end zone at UConn to give you a go ahead touchdown.
0: It's it's unbelievable. He had five targets, four catches, ninety yards. He had one
1: if the first play of the game throw to
0: Josh, and then he had nothing until the last drive. That's horrible. Uh, Trayvon Sydney got targeted a lot. That's not working. Why? Why do you think that's not working? Is he not like? I feel like they need to push the ball. I don't think he's the yeah. slot yeah. guy who makes people miss in space. And it feels like Rod's using him like that. I think that's Dom Stampley, right? Like I don't. They don't have that kind of guy, or it's Cumby, right? It's it's one of those guys. I think Sidney's the route runner.
1: Yeah, like I think they're using Sydney in as like these five to seven yard out routes in the flat. That's not what I want. I want him vertically down the field a little bit more.
0: I, I want him there, but uh, Patriots needs to make him. But it's the screens. Like, I don't, I don't think he's the screen guy. Right. He's not the Rondale Moore. Right. I mean, he's he's the refined route runner. And he, had one,
1: and he had one drop and then he went out after the game and Stampley came in and played well, had a couple nice catches or whatever. But you can't go away from him for the entire half. I mean, he didn't play throughout most of the second quarter after the one drop out in the flat that wasn't that great of a ball thrown uh, by Brandon. Then he comes out in the second half and plays again. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. There were just a lot of head scratching coaching decisions. <laughs> well, Yeah. There. And here's
0: the thing like, I thought Ricky played decent. Yes. I thought Maturbebe, you saw that. Um, Daniel Barker Dan- was Dan- great. I was, I was getting it. Daniel Barker almost trumps last year's receiving yard total by tight ends. He did by himself. Yes. Last year, he had, what, 83 receiving yards? He had 90 in this game. And that seam route. We saw that all through camp. We saw that exact play call where Trayvon Sidney runs a post across the middle, sucks the defense in, and Barker's wide open running down the seam. Peters hit him. That was a huge play. But they've only
1: went to that once or twice, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I, you need to see him a little bit more. I mean, but he, he, got, had
0: he got six targets.
1: Six targets today. That's what you want to see from him. He's an pl- absolute playmaker. There's a reason why these tight ends are going to be really good next year, especially when you add Ford to the mix. But uh, g- goodness gracious.
0: Well, and at the end of the day, Four hundred sixty-four yards of offense. You made mistakes, right? That's where yeah. the offense. You got to. That's why my key to the game, all three games, been clean football. Play clean football. They haven't for two of them. I mean, you averaged six yards of play. Right. You. That's he, not the problem. The defense was the problem today. I mean, the mistakes on offense were costly. The defensive coaching was the problem today. Well, too. yeah. I mean, the first quarter and the last quarter for defense, right? The last couple drives for Eastern Michigan and the first couple drives for Eastern Michigan. They played great in between that, but the those two quarters they played awful and they got beat. They just got just got beat one-on-one. Like some of the scheme stuff, I'd, I I got to look back at it. I don't know if there was that much scheme stuff that bothered me for Illinois. It, but it, when they went one-on-one, their defensive line couldn't win today and their secondary couldn't win today. Eastern Michigan outplayed them. Like their offense, I thought man to man just outplayed. I I didn't see a lot of breakdowns where a guy's wide open. Right. It, you know what I mean. That that's to me is like what happened there.
1: Now is that just because Eastern Michigan is good, or is it because Illinois is bad? I
0: don't know. They only scored seventeen points against Kentucky. Kentucky's much better than Illinois. Um, I mean, Eastern Michigan did year. put four hundred something yards on Kentucky. I think their offense is good.
1: See, that's the thing. Like, I, I I'm not but, sure.
0: But if the if that offense is doing this to you, what's the rest of the Big Ten going to do?
1: It's not going to be pretty. Right, and, what's
0: Nebraska going to do? What's Even Minnesota, what are they going
1: to do? Now, two and now, 2-1, you go, how do you get to a bowl game? Because, I mean, early in the game, you, I mean, you score 17 points in that first quarter, and you're like, man, this offense is fun. And guess what? Everybody's back next year except for Richie Pettibon and, and Reggie Corbin. And then you and then you just look and you go up and down. There's, there's just a lot of question marks.
0: I, I'm concerned most about the defense. Yeah, me too. Because if the offense doesn't shoot itself in the foot...
1: They score 50.
0: Yeah. Like that has been their issue i don't know if the offense isn't good enough to shoot itself in the foot like that and win games especially with this defense but just sh- they got to string together longer drives because when what was their longest drive today the second to last scoring drive
1: uh their longest drive today was three minutes and 34 seconds
0: they haven't had a drive of over four minutes right this year right um and i know rod plays tempo i know he plays pace but I think that also speaks to can you put together a twelve play You only scoring? had one
1: double digit drive. Right. Double digit play drive.
0: can, can they do that? Because you need they, they don't play disciplined enough football to do it.
1: It just feels like you need a lot to go right for those things to happen and Illinois is so predicated on, you know, a big play. You know, fifty two yards.
0: Penalties and sacks are, are killing you. Um you can't because those kill drives and how many three and outs were there today?
1: Uh, so three and outs so far today. Uh, one, two, three, four. Four. I mean, Blake Gay's
0: got to work out. He looked pretty good in that workout. Yeah, he's, he's really good. He had a couple low ones that gave him decent feel. Some
1: position. people on Twitter were talking about how Liggs is trying to have him do weird kicks and stuff. They're like, just let him kick it.
0: Please. Yeah. Um, I thought Dele Harding was pretty good today. That's about all I got on defense. I,
1: I didn't and think Jamal I didn't think Nate
0: <laughs> didn't sucked. suck. No, yeah. he was good. Uh, he was solid. But uh, that's about as positive I can go. All right, what, what needs to happen for them to make a bowl game is they have to play clean on offense. If they don't play clean on offense, I don't think I don't think they have much of a chance. Because defensively, the personnel is starting to scare me. Yeah. Uh, it's starting to scare me because I'm thinking you're losing Isaiah, even we don't know what to expect. But Marquez Beeson, Oray Depot, right? Tony Adams hasn't been healthy. he have been nicked up everywhere. Um, I think the linebacker play has been pretty solid, but are you good enough on the defense the front end and the back end i feel i i feel like the middle you're solid but are you good enough on the front end and the back end i don't think so
1: no i don't think so either I, and I hate to, I, I hate to say this I just I don't see a bowl team right like I just don't see that like well, there's a h- path
0: h- yeah you and I talked about can they be like Purdue lost this game last year right and they bounced back right but you had faith that they could do it and they probably had confidence they could do it because they made a bowl game the previous year Northwestern lost to Akron they went zero and three in non conference play right. last year but they had confidence because they are a winning program with good coaching right like that's where. In like, great yes, depth. This in this great season, depth. The season is not over, but based on what we've seen, how can we not expect? How can we expect them to win four of nine games right. in the Big Ten? There, there's no reason. Based on your coaching, based on uh, the, the schemes, lack of depth. Yeah, based on the lack of depth, and based on some issues you have with discipline right. and all those things. There, there's no reason you can pick this team, but we've seen other teams do it. But Jeff Brom, Pat Fitzgerald, right?
1: Who've done it at a high level, yeah. and 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 again, like this team, like I don't think the talent level between Illinois and any of these other Big Ten teams that were, they're going to face this year is that much different. I, you know what I mean? Like I don't. Okay, think
0: Minnesota, yes. Rutgers, yes. Purdue, your talent level is not that Purdue, much different. Purdue, they got Rondale Moore, but yes. But <laughs> yeah. It
1: feels like it comes down to a lot about coaching, and it feels yeah. a lot of bit uh, uh, and depth.
0: Where, where do you feel you have the coaching advantage in the Big? Chris 10? Ash, and he's beaten you.
1: Yes. I <laughs> I also am not a huge P.J. Fleck fan, so i like... Yes, you won so that game last I, I th- year. I think that you could make a case that you're better than him.
0: Okay. But talent-wise, I, Rutgers, I think you're better than. Yes. I don't know if you could definitively say you're more talented. So that's where coaching comes in. The
1: margin for error is so yeah. thin. And then after the Bobby injury, after the Marquez injury, after the Mike Epstein injury, that gets thinner and thinner and thinner, and then you shoot yourself in the foot, and then you lose to Eastern Michigan at home.
0: This stinks to talk about. Yes, it's you know really I mean? like, frustrating. Like you had it all set up to be three and zero, and easiest pay, non-conference schedule. Pay a team one million dollars to come in here, take their loss, go back to Ipsilani. Thank you. We're gonna we're gonna host Nebraska for a prime time, possibly breakthrough game. So if they go to two and two, this is this feels like it's gonna be a slog. A lot of Illini fans out there right now are quitting on the season, quitting on this coaching staff, right? And I can't blame them. Yeah, and now this coaching staff, these players have to bring them back. And so,
1: and one if, win against Nebraska doesn't bring them all back. Now,
0: if you win against Nebraska and Minnesota, yeah, they're back. Michigan, right? Like they're they're back. That's what you got to do. You you have to do it. But what gives you any kind of faith that they will? There's no words. You've you, had you've had two bad games here, right? Like UConn was not a good game, right? That that's what all of us were talking about when we we're trying to be balanced about this. Yes, they won. But as I wrote, that was a step forward in that sense. You got a road win. It was a bottom five FBS team, and you barely
1: won. And the concerns that you saw against UConn showed itself today. And it Eastern it. Michigan is much better than UConn, and you couldn't get away with we it. We
0: could clip out last week, right? We said, if you play that way against Eastern Michigan, you're losing. They did. Done. That's exactly what happened. Done. If you do that...
1: we What did we say? We said they couldn't turn the ball over three times and commit nine penalties or they'll lose, and they did exactly that.
0: And here's, here's the thing. You could play clean football against Iowa, play good football, and lose. You could play good football against Michigan, Michigan State, and lose, just because you're not better than them, right? So you can't play mistake-prone football against Rutgers or Minnesota. And odds are, based on two of three games... I'd say you're probably going to play mistake-prone football in more than one of those games.
1: Yeah, and there's nothing that Levy Smith or Rod Smith can say on Monday at the press conference that's going to bring everybody back. The only thing that can do that is wins. And the only thing that you can do that is cleaning things up. Because, again, I, I still think this team has talent. I do. I, they're,
0: I mean, they're better than last year.
1: The running game is legit. You got options in this passing attack. You can see with Brandon, yeah, Brandon Peters, Peters he can be some a pretty up. good quarterback at, at here. The offensive line has whatever, over 80 career starts together. The defense, whatever. You know what I mean? You have you have guys in the secondary that you still like. You you, you like Wally Batik, You like these linebackers. So there's talent here. The problem is, is that it's just you can't put it together yet, and Illinois hasn't been able to put four quarters together yet, and now you're in a situation where you lose to Eastern Michigan at home, and all the goals that you had for this season.
0: Yeah. Well, instead of talking bowl game, most fans are focused on: Are we going to have a coaching search? Right. I, that, I have like
1: ten texts right yeah, now about it.
0: Right. Right. And I can't blame them. I can't blame them because the guy across the way just beat you. He's better than you today. Right, and he's been better than two other Big Ten coaches too. Chris Creighton has
1: three Big Ten wins. Somebody's going to hire him, right? So Eastern
0: Michigan enjoy it. I mean, what what a if I'm putting myself in an Eastern Michigan fan, this is like this is their high point.
1: Yeah, it is. They were feeling great after the game, and they should feel great. They should absolutely feel great because they're going to go to another bowl game this year. And kudos to them for a really really. Less than ideal location. Do
0: we have to do a basketball pod now? Like so many fans moving on to basketball season? I'm, yeah, sure. That's fine. <laughs> uh, gentry and Underwood are meeting right. with the media on Monday.
1: That's right. Andres Feliz is now going to be, you know, all big 10 type of player. <laughs> all of these things. Kofi's going to score about 10 uh, and 8. I
0: didn't want to have this podcast. Today. I did not. I didn't. I don't I don't enjoy it.
1: And it, it sucks because, you know, James Acourt kicks a 57-yard field goal and he comes into the post-game press conference and there's a lot of there's a lot of press there today because there's students and every in the press box there's like 50-60 people there. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk to James Acourt. <laughs> I had <laughs> well, it's, no it's, yeah, interest. Yeah, it's
0: like you and I were sitting there going like we could put some on Reggie or Dele Harding and how they played. Nobody want. Like that's not the story. That's not the, like this isn't the day for hey, these guys did well, right? Just like Lovey said. He didn't do well enough. Brandon Peters didn't do well enough. The offensive line didn't do well enough. The defensive line didn't do well enough. The secondary didn't do well enough. The offensive coordinator didn't do well enough. Whoever's supposed to be looking at the clock did not do well enough. It was it was it was an embarrassment. Starts with the head coach. It, it Ends was an embarrassment. With the head coach. And um, yeah. I wonder what Josh Whitman's thinking after a day like that. He's got to be just in, you know, stomach tearing up.
1: Road, road to a bowl game. What does that take? I mean, you got to beat Rutgers. You got to beat Minnesota. You gotta I think beat I think Purdue. you got
0: to win two of the next three. I I, I, I really do because um, depth isn't there, and I, I worry about. It. I mean Northwestern. I think week twelve against Northwestern is Northwestern we we still time. losing as we Let's as check. we type this because they were losing to UNLV by one point. Uh, they look very vulnerable. I don't think you can beat Purdue right now. Like I I just don't. Th- they're so well coached. Uh, Minnesota, I think you can beat nebraska i don't feel too good
1: 16 14 northwestern over unlv who's not very good yeah Uh, northwestern's like 28 point favorites heading into this one
0: yeah um i don't feel too good about nebraska based on what you saw from the defense today
1: and there's nothing that you've seen that we i didn't think that illinois had had a chance to beat michigan state iowa wisconsin or michigan Mm -hmm. before the season and after these three games after these three games i have even more concerns you're gonna have to yeah
0: right um I still feel like this team has a better chance of those games than previous Illinois teams, but be a lot better with an Eastern Michigan win. But you didn't, and we talked about it and said things. Be better. Be better, Illinois, and we'll talk more about you. That would be better. That's it. That's all I got.
1: It's your four. It's your four. You can't lose games like this anymore.
0: But they still do. And we'll talk about it if they win more, lose more, whatever it is. And we'll cover the heck out of it. (laughs) Cover the heck out of it for you guys. All right. uh, if, If you don't, subscribe to us, rate us, review us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time. Maybe some hoops. Maybe some golf, Jerry G.
1: Yeah, let's do that. That's my
0: line eye of the week. Illinois by the volleyball
1: way. also lost oh, a bunch, so we can't talk about yeah,
0: that. Come on, Illinois is not good anymore. Chris
1: Thomas is a failure now <laughs> after taking him to the final four. Uh,
0: Jerry G. Line eye of the week. That's my line eye of the week, right? We're there. We're gonna
1: have Jerry G. Content littering the yes. site this week.
0: Uh, I do have a fun story. I do too. Okay, you got one. All right, yes. Go with your fun story you got coming up.
1: I'm going to talk to Wale Batikus high school coach about the process of getting him here, right? <laughs> and, and playing football, and get and learning how to play football, and all of that thing. It'll should be good. It'll probably up tomorrow or Monday.
0: I uh, spent the entire game in the Big Ten Network. Um, Stu- not the studio, but the Big Ten Network room where they call the game. So I was with Jay Layman and Mike Monaco, two great dudes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I got a lot of cool anecdotes, and I think the story's going to come together. And even though it's with a loss, it was a very entertaining game, and, and those guys were obviously enjoying it. Um, you know, well, Jay obviously wants his team to win, but he's a professional and he, he loved the exciting game. So there's some really cool behind the scenes nuggets about what goes on uh, into a broadcast. So uh, we'll have that story coming up, but obviously we'll talk about this game as well. All right, if you uh, don't, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, wherever you get your podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Spotify, everywhere. You can find us, Alana Inquirer. We'll talk next time on the Alana Inquirer podcast.